0: Wilson I had to edit a show and I uh I don't like getting my hands dirty, you know. So uh <laughs> How'd it go?
1: I mean I uh, listened to it, me? I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it. Uh but uh how'd you feel about it? Do you do you have much more respect for what I do? You know, I did it for I a know, long you time did it for, for like that. the first two years of our show. I know that.
0: Um Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs>
2: in retrospect 10 years we've wasted <laughs> what am i
0: doing with my life
1: no. no you you outsourced it to to uh, harper and i we don't care
0: so yeah yeah no we enjoy it's, it. uh, no it's it's not that bad it, you know i will say that um either or both um uh, are we've gotten better at doing the show or our standards as an editor, as, as editors, has just gone down. So I think
1: both are true, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, our our uh, the the sound quality has gotten better. Um, yeah. So there's That's less it. of editing that out. Um, yeah. Yeah. But content probably still. Content still. <laughs> <laughs> still very <laughs> you, iffy. When you're editing, you can't add better content. That's the yeah. problem.
0: <laughs> Not yet. Not so you pay for that. The premium chat GPT that's right (laughs) there's some
2: deep fake stuff right
0: yeah so uh just prepare (laughs) to uh (laughs) it'll be great it'll be perfect (laughs) yeah y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year to tell you the truth (laughs) I'm gonna be real with you and I don't care if I get (laughs) fined For three. Yeah, just my <laughs> that train is off the track.
1: I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just
0: prepare to. What the show
1: needs is mm-hmm.
0: more dogs and bears and <laughs>
1: stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch. And- Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to The Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is July 9th, 2023, and this is episode 657. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to discuss the Pacers' off-season signings, the Summer League, and uh, the in-season tournament. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toasts. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett.
2: What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Undebeatables, glad to be here. Uh, shout out to the in-laws. Had a good week in the Cape. Uh, and shout out to multiple... Uh, kids under four in a house at the same time which is just equals chaos for an entire week (laughs) (laughs) but it was fun to see it was fun to see and everybody survived uh no amazingly no no even band-aids were needed all week it was was incredible yeah
1: so So you're recommending that for other people's summer vacation is what you're saying oh yeah
2: definitely if you can yeah (laughs) if you can lock down a bunch of confined space with with uh Three or more, uh, four or younger boys
0: definitely do that. Okay, all right, sure. Put that on my to-do list. <laughs> From Asheville, are you still in Asheville? Why? Well, you know, I know you're uh, at your uh, undisclosed new location, so I didn't know. I'm. If you cross the city list. well, I'm
1: technically in
0: Woodfin. Uh, yeah, see, that's why like I say it. that. You yeah, know, no, fair that's enough. why. That's right. That's yeah. Right. yeah. So, you want to start over then? Uh, Can, sure. (laughs) Woodfin? Yeah, nobody's going to edit it, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) From Woodfin, North Carolina, he's our in house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson.
1: Aloha, Pacer Nation. Aloha, Undebeatables. I am on a Hawaii uh, high. (laughs) Um, I'm so glad to be with you guys. Um, But the way I've spent the last two weeks uh, and the way I feel about the Pacers are very similar. And so I think that's a good thing. We'll get into it. Mm. Nice. You do have a nice,
2: healthy glow about you. Mm -hmm. The uh, Polynesian sun was good to you.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind our listeners that they can support us the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, and you can support our show for as little as a dollar per month. We've kind of actually, it's the offseason, but there's kind of a lot to talk about, and I really want to just hop right in. The first thing uh, that's affecting the Pacer Nation is the offseason signings. The, as we've mentioned in uh, some previous shows, that the uh, signing period was getting ready to start. and Pacers made some moves. Uh, Colson, who do we add in this new 2023-2024 season?
1: Well, so the big uh, uh, signing for the Pacers uh, was uh, Bruce Brown, uh, formerly of the Denver Nuggets. He was... Uh, the, kind of the sixth man for uh, Denver who just won a championship arguably their fifth best player uh, kind of a glue guy he's six uh, four but he kind of plays one through five uh, he played he, he legitimately played uh, five when he when, when, on the 76ers uh, and uh, you know he can rebound for his size uh, he plays defense. Um, He plays bigger than he is. Uh, He has, uh, you know, one of these guys that can handle the ball and pass the ball. Um, He kind of does all the things that you want. And, uh, you know, kind of a role player on some level, but the highest level role player you can get. And um, we paid him like a superstar to get him. Uh, We paid him $45 million for two years um if you're doing the math that makes him the highest paid pacer um on this team to potentially not even start i mean i think we'll start him at the three but it's possible he's ends up being the sixth man on this team as well how did that happen um it looks like la offered him the most they could offer him at at a um, 12 million dollars i think it's like a a mid-level exception and uh, we wanted him so we just came in way above the price Uh, but but the other thing that happened is that uh, apparently uh, Tyrese Halliburton uh, phoned him up and was like you need to be here which is really nice that our best player is actively recruiting guys Um, and he took that seriously I mean I think he also probably took the extra 10 million dollars a year seriously it's an overpay Uh, For this guy's talents But that's what you gotta do As a small market We had a ton of money And the money to spend And I think this is a great signing I'm very excited What do you think Jason? No I agree I mean he was
2: You know The most coveted Probably free agent Of the offseason And we got him So that's great Um, It's not often That the Pacers get The most coveted free agent Of an offseason That's never happened (laughs) Right So uh so that's good i feel like the overpay is is uh like counteracted by the length of the contract it's only a two-year contract and so if a year from now he's not playing worth his value then you know it's easy to get out of at some level um and these 20 to 25 million dollar contracts are going to be are useful for trading right because salaries are getting gigantic now and uh yeah if you need to stack a few things together then it's nice to have big chunks to match salaries and whatnot i will say to add on to that he's currently the highest paid pacer but he will not be next (laughs) season because another key thing that the pacers did is extend uh tyrese halliburton to a max 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 contract so he signed for five starting after the twenty three twenty four season, five more years at two hundred and sixty million dollars, so fifty two million a year or something like that, uh, which makes me super excited. Um, even though contracts don't really mean anything anymore.
1: No, but but I mean loyalty, that's six, to a that's right? That's you know <laughs> we dealt with this with PG and whatnot. Like you sign them to a, the the most you can sign them to, and then if they want out, they figure out a way out. But. This is a six-year deal, and uh, if we can keep this guy happy, um, this is the face of the franchise for the next six years, and that's really exciting. Well,
2: so far, I'd say we're keeping him happy with this Bruce Brown thing. He's, he, he seemed very excited. They seemed like they, you know, will mesh
1: well, you know. So the other thing we did, uh, this was not technically a free agent signing, Uh, But this happened during uh, the free agency period. We traded uh, two second-round picks, so basically not much, not really anything, for Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks, who has been the backup power forward uh, behind uh, Julius Randle. Um, Playing under Tom Thibodeau, he's not seen a lot of minutes. He's seen about 15 minutes a game. And we see something in him. Uh, he's 25 uh, he did drop I think 34 on us in the game the last game of the season so maybe that's what we saw in him um, but there's a real chance that this kid is better than the minutes he's been getting um, he averages about seven points and three rebounds I think and a and uh you know not quite a block not quite a steal um, if you put those numbers, you know, his minutes up to 30 minutes a night, what can he provide? He's also not known for his defense, but has the body for it. Um, and, uh, you know, he shoots about 32, 33% from the three-point range so he can stretch the floor. There's a chance, I think, uh, he's still under the deal he was under, which he's only getting paid like $6 million a year. Um, there's a chance this guy ends up being the starting power forward for us um, and less... You know Jalen Smith or uh, rookie uh, Jairus Walker have something to say about it, but uh, how do you feel about the, this signing, Joey?
0: Well, for, you know what? First of all, I want to back up just a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, you mentioned Paul George earlier, and, and oh, sorry. One of no, no, I was... <laughs> no, no. It's it's no. This is the time of year to talk about it. Uh, July seventh. I don't is Paul to George Day. You. No, no, no. It's fine. To, 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 uh, July seventh is Paul George Day in Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. I'm still. I'm assuming they still are, are celebrating. Yeah. Even the mayor, the mayor said they're not celebrating anymore since oh. he, you know, fled. Um, but I think that the, in the hearts of the OKC fans, it's you know, they uh, they're true believers.
1: Show sure you the Paul George flag, whatever that looks like.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably. It's probably a playoff flag and a P on there somewhere. I'm not sure. And like, and like a
2: picture of a guy running out of town, just like
0: (laughs) with with money flapping behind him. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry. What was the question?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you excited about Obi Toppin? Do you do you you care? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the signings, um, yeah, Obi Toppin. You know, he seems. Very highly regarded, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, can stretch the floor. I'm, you know, someone shooting at that clip from three. I don't want to, uh, you know, rein in too many, but it's nice to, you know, have that. It's option. League average,
1: you know. I mean, not yeah, bad. he's not like below league average,
0: right? But it, um, so yeah, that's that's nice, and um, the the Bruce Brown signing, I'm I'm you know. I've heard very good things, you know, from, uh, I think, I think Mike sent in the slack, um, you know, after the signing, there was a kind of a write-up from a, um, a, a Denver fan sort of saying, Hey, here, here's his background. And, and basically it was like, look, we, the, you know, Denver just was unable to pay him what they want, you know, what, what he's is worth. And so, you know, the Pacers were the, the beneficiaries of, of that, you know, so, um, you know, they think these are all signings in the right direction, and you know, including the Tyrese Halliburton one, they're looking to uh, you know take a next step here. We've gotten you better, know, and I'm exci- we've gotten
1: better, though, right? I mean, that's we've that's got. Oh at. no,
0: we, we we've certainly gotten better, and you know, in particularly with 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 Brown, he has, you know, they he he was the glue guy on a you know historic championship run of of a team you know of this the nuggets team and he's gonna of course he's gonna bring that to you know that's probably one of the reasons we want him is because he he knows what you know makes teams like that tick and it's not just having um a couple of huge superstars there's, there's obviously other things but you know but having that experience on the particular fr- fresh experience on this team you know the, the championship experience i mean Um, that's going to be invaluable to players like Halliburton who, you know, Halliburton's not had, you know, a whole lot of playoff success, you know? So, um, you know, none of, you know, very few of the the players on this team have. And so we got to get guys like that, that have seen the playoffs and and, and know what to do. Um,
1: How to prepare for it, how to get there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's, it's a whole, it's a whole process. It's not just, it's not just, you know, showing up on, you know, when the playoffs began and, and, you know, it's a whole. It's a whole year. It's a whole process of of being ready. It's a mentality. It's you know, and having all those uh, you know pieces around uh, with the, you know bringing guys in like that that are that are going to be you know leaders and and you know going to be helping this team go just go you know it's it's uh you know we're not trading away for future draft picks like we're ready it's not win now but it's win soon is that's kind of how i see these yeah, moves
1: we're we're building towards something certainly, you know i i yeah. uh, jason you and i i don't think we had this conversation on the pod maybe we did uh but um you know i talked uh, about using the cap space and our trade assets and picking up a big you know game changing small forward or power forward uh, to put us on the map. And you said something really interesting to me that, that I think changed the way that I'm, I'm seeing these this, this team. You said, I don't want to bring in somebody that's going to make it a question whether it's Tyrese Halliburton's team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what we did this offseason is we paid Tyrese Halliburton to make sure he knows it's his team. And we brought in guys that are upgrades, but they're not superstars. We brought in really good role players. And so what that does is it keeps sort of the um, top down in line on the team that we had last year. We have the same sort of uh, leadership structure. And I'm, I'm going to have to give it to you. That's, that's it's a brilliant thought, and I'm really glad the team went with that because I'm, I'm really excited that we don't have to figure out whose team this is. Um, and I'm glad that the team isn't, you know, um, doesn't have to figure that out too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I mean,
2: I don't I think we were talking about a Jalen Brown type trade or something like that. And your counter argument was like, he's not that type of guy. He's not a whatever, which is probably true. But like, I think that allowing Tyrese Halliburton, the space to fully embrace just the alpha, you know, status or whatever and like putting pieces around him that are going to help him help uh, augment his or highlight his special capabilities right like guys that will run with him and shooters and you know people that will cut and like Bruce I I am so excited for Bruce Brown back cuts and Tyrese Halliburton just finding him with ridiculous no look passes and whatnot like it's going to be super fun uh you know and and our ceiling probably is lower than if we had you know the a super talented you know already all nba level small forward in that spot or whatever but i think our long-term growth is is you know gonna be the trajectory is still on pace i think right which is which is good
1: well, and you know, I think I think the people that watched that watched the, that listened to the show watched the, the team last year. They understand that Halliburton is one of uh, a few players that see the basketball court, you know, as geometry. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. just he has a he has a special sense of passing. Um, he has a special uh, sense of understanding how to break down a defense, and he also has uh, an ungodly shooting ability. I mean, we're talking about a very special player, and uh, seems like a really humble, nice guy. And if we build around that, as opposed to around, you know, um, maybe a different ego or a guy that doesn't have those kind of skills. I mean, I think when you build a team that way, it could be really exciting, you know. And and Matherin and and and. Uh, You know Turner and everybody on this team gets better because of who he is, right? We saw that last year when Mm -hmm. Halliburton was healthy, we were a playoff team, and when he wasn't, we weren't. Um, That's how good he is, you know. Yeah,
2: no, they're treating him like the franchise player that he deserves to be treated like, and um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the dividends of that. I think I think that the ceiling, obviously, you know, I'm less enthusiastic about the Obi Toppin pick up than maybe others although i will say i mean for the
1: price that we paid totally worth nothing it. we paid nothing two, two first round draft I picks think that we that didn't need or didn't we even actually just traded for those in the uh lottery right right exactly we moved back in the lottery to pick up two
2: second round picks to get to the guy the guy we, guy we want <laughs> and then use those picks to trade for Obi Top. So, Absolutely
1: genius moves by Yeah. By so by Kevin
2: Pritchard A plus so far in the offseason. Um I, I will say that Obi Top and you know part of the reason I think that he did not get as much playing time or shine as a, a New York Nick was his deficiencies on the defensive end and Tom Thibodeau just doesn't tolerate that. Mm-hmm. We as a, you know, the Indiana Pacers, at least as of last season had no problem with people that don't play defense. Um, And so I think he'll get plenty of burn there. Um, And I think that again, you know, like you talk about guys that, you know, go, you know, we had a long conversation about Aaron Gordon, right, who went from, you know, kind of like, not bust level, but like, disappointment level to, a critical piece on a championship team because he plays with Jokic and Jokic just makes people around him better. Like Halliburton is that level of basketball player. He's gonna make Obi Top a better basketball player simply by getting him easy shots. Right, but is he gonna make him setting setting a better defender? <laughs> well that's up to the coaching staff and Carlisle right. and all those guys. I mean it's he, I know, think
1: he could easily average fifteen and six, but is you know, I mean, is that what we're really looking for from that spot, right? Well, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I, probably
2: more on the defensive end from that spot, but I think that, yeah, it's, it's up to him to show that. You know, I think clearly Carlyle, Carlyle knows what the hell he's doing, so he's going to carve out an assignment and roll for him and say, like, this is what we need you to do. And I think there will be a lot of competition still for minutes at the 3 and 4 um, going throughout the season right we have a lot of guys that played relatively well last year that feel like they deserve those minutes and Naysmith why should they played most of like, the season like, at
1: four Nora came in and played the four uh, yeah so I, I don't Smith think that this trade the season at four.
2: <laughs> right exactly and I don't think this trade is like all of a sudden Obi Toppin is our starting four like okay. I think that's still a question mark going okay. into training camp and we'll see I mean I i don't think there's going to be many more moves that this team makes this off season. But no,
1: this is we're we're done. We're ready to go. Yeah, we got. Our I team. mean, unless our team is unless we can
2: facil- help facilitate a Dame low thing or something like that, and you know, move some pieces around there or whatever, like I, I absorb that's absorb cap sort of
1: picks, and we'll just absorb right. We could stuff.
2: absorb cap fodder and right. picks or something like that. Like, uh, but yeah, but I like what we did this off You know, I like the draft picks. Oh, we Overall, get to talk definitely about that the soon. the top. You know, Jaree Walker looks amazing. You know, if you judge everything by a player's first summer league game, which is exactly how you should do it in the NBA. <laughs> no, okay, well, okay. First of all,
1: uh, Jason, uh, I missed. So I I got to sit with uh, Joey during the the draft,
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, went through the highs and lows where I thought we were not drafting Walker, and then then did trade and get him. Because that was our boy. We talked about it on the pod, uh, Jace Walker. Um, I'm all in on this kid. And I was before his first summer league game, which was incredible. (laughs) I mean, he was 3 of 13, but he had 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks, uh, 3 steals. Is that right? I'm making stuff up, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, He was just a pest everywhere. He was mobile defensively um huge blocks on dunks. I think he blanked from the three-point range, but I'm not worried about it. If he's going to be this aggressive uh and this his 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 feel for the game uh I don't know if one of the the places he's he gets the rebound, he's running a fast break and he does a perfect bounce pass to Isaiah Jackson for a dunk. And it's like how is this guy might start I mean, he just has such a feel for the game, and he brings so many things that we need, which is defense, um, and uh, and passing, and rebounding. You know, it's like that's what we need from that position. It, it, anybody it You know, well, you know, you you know, you think about what makes what made our team interesting last year is it was the amount of passers we put on the floor, right? We started Nimhard and Tyler, uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton in our backcourt, right, um, and. I think the the more passers you have on the floor at one time, the, the more this offense is going to hum. And, um, you know, we'll see what what, uh, what training camp looks like. But, I mean, Walker looked like he was ready to play. I know it's summer league.
2: No, for sure. I mean, and it, the other thing that's nice about him is he has an NBA body already. Like yeah. he, you know, is bigger, faster, and stronger than, like, half the guys out there. So, um yeah, no, I was very impressed. You know, one of the, the Silver Line, I got stuck uh, in Boston for a little bit. Our our flight got delayed. Silver Lining though. It's flying JetBlue and they have direct TV, so I got to catch most of the Summer League game, which I had no idea was going to be on, but I got to watch it all. So, yeah, i very impressed with Walker. Like he his court vision is incredible. There was another play where there was like a a missed shot and somebody got a rebound and passed it to him and he was like near the basket and probably could have gone up but he he did a quick touch pass to Matherin for like an even easier layup layup. and uh you know it's stuff like that like you know he and Halliburton are just gonna you know we're gonna see some special offense I think over the the course of the season like you know two to three pass like sequences that are all incredible passes and lead to easy baskets which is going to be fun and yeah his activity on the defensive end is going to be a huge plus for us i mean that is the thing that you know we were playing these small ball lineups with uh knee smith and were at the four and they just i mean they're both okay defenders they're not no, they're undersized defense, they're right but they're undersized six, and they're not they're not nearly as active as as he is right yeah. and you know, he rebounds well, and, or, you know, he has a nose for the ball, I should say. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see.
1: I mean, you know, the thing is, is he's also a compliment to, to Turner in the sense that he can guard on the perimeter. You know, mm-hmm. um, when we put Turner with Sabonis, you know, who's guarding the perimeter? You know, uh, that's why we put small guys after we traded Sabonis. We just had a bunch of small ball because uh, we needed somebody to follow around all these teams that have shooters at the four. But if Walker can be that big inside and also track people down on the on the outside, I mean, you've got kind of a killer. I mean, he's a rookie. It's going to be a long season for him. He's going to have ups and downs. But I was excited about this pick uh, because he seems to be everything that this this starting lineup needs, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if that happens this season. Uh, Carlisle is, you know um, – sometimes stingy with minutes as uh, with rookies as Matherin learned coming off the bench um but um uh, we'll see we'll see uh, i'm I mean, I excited i think about he's
2: to i think he's you know just sees it as a you got to earn your minutes kind of thing i don't think he's particularly he's not thibodeau-esque in like sort of punishing rookies if he shows he can play he'll play i mean he started nimhart last year that's so, true that's true. like it's not a i don't think it's a principle that he has that rookies can't play but
1: he used um, to have that i think he used to have that yeah Uh, sure (laughs) when he was with us previously
2: yeah sure yeah but he also had a very veteran laden team that right you know he had guys that he trusted so um and last year was a long leash right it was definitely a development
1: year so so we'll see for sure uh so uh, we're, we're not we're not development year anymore though this is this is time to this is I mean we're not we're not gonna tank, right? This is this is no, make definitely the playoffs.
2: Not. No no no. The, the goal is to make the playoffs, I
1: think. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Um
2: Other highlights from this uh summer league game, uh two things. First, I tuned in and my boy Ben Matherin was playing and at first I was like, Wait, why is Ben Matherin playing in this? And then I was like, Good for him. Like, you know, he first of all he probably just was jonesing for competition like (laughs) and was like i just have to like yoke on some dudes so let me play and also like just being humble and realizing that he's still developing and you know i think i think it shows a lot when you know guys pick that high go to summer league two years in a row i think it's uh shows the team that you know it's there's no egos at some level The other thing is that basically nine pacers were sitting courtside Mm -hmm. for the game,
1: including the Uh, new guys, including the new guys,
2: Toppin and Brown. And Halliburton was there, who I assume orchestrated the whole thing. Buddy Heald was there, Miles Turner, a couple other guys I didn't quite know who they were, but I assume they're (laughs) friends of Halliburton's or something. But, um, yeah, which I thought was a great sign like a little cohesiveness. They were talking, they interviewed. Bruce Brown and Halliburton, and they both, you know, were talking about getting a run in while they're out there in Vegas. But mostly, like, just getting to know one another and all that good stuff. So it was, uh, I I went away from that game a little bit giddy about oh, the prospects I did of this season.
1: Jason, I turned this thing on and I'm like, this is a regular season game. <laughs> we got we got Dimar and Isaiah yeah. Jackson and Math playing. Plays like, yeah. I mean, and and also like you talk about guys that don't need to be there. Nimhard started like 82 games last year. He seemed like the most accomplished person on the floor. He kind of did whatever he wanted. He took just a few shots and hit most of them. He controlled the offense completely. Um, That dude just looks like he plays at his own pace. Like he did all season last year Mm -hmm. as a a rookie. And um, you know, it's like, does this dude really need the the run right now? Uh, I'm just so glad that these guys came to play. And, uh, you know, Isaiah Jackson, he's in his third year. I mean, this is, he's coming onto his third season. Guys don't, you know, they normally play only after their rookie year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's putting in the, the work. Um, this, is, this is great stuff. I, 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 I do, I left feeling giddy about cohesion and chemistry and all those things. And, 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 and the guys putting in the work. And, um, you know, I don't want to get too excited. The game itself but was excited. kind of interesting. Like,
2: we, we murdered them in the first half. Like, you could tell that defensive intensity was a focus. Like, we just locked down the the Wizards. Who They scored
1: 27 points in the first half.
2: Right, yeah, 29.
1: But, yeah. 29,
2: okay. Um, then they stormed back, basically, and tied it up. Even took the lead at some point. And so, you got the best of both worlds, I thought, from a Summer League. You got to see your guys really rolling and, you know, see what they could be when they're playing at their best. And then also got to see crunch time minutes. In which I thought the Pacers, you know, you know, it's summer league. I'm not going to overinterpret, but they definitely showed a lot of poise and hit some big shots and we made the right plays. We better than they did down the well. Jesus. Absolutely, we had NBA players out there, so right. of course we did. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, but I thought that was a good sign. I think I think it goes to this like build, starting to build that culture of winning, right? Like right away, like beginning July one. Building a culture of winning. So,
1: Joe, you mentioned like uh, you know these moves weren't for next year, for this year, but you feel like in the next couple few years, like we're mm-hmm. talking about what we're talking about contention. Like where are we at? Like we're a young team, and and the goal is to of course always contend, but you know this year is about seasoning, right? Get to the playoffs. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, I mean we're not. I'm not. Uh, Listen, I've been watching Pacer teams long enough to to not get too excited about uh, anything in my life. But um, <laughs> yeah, you no, know, you know, I think these are all, you know, these are all just the the pro- progressive, you know, the, the progressive enhancement of the team that we have with right now. It's it's Halliburton, you know, Halliburton's in the center of this, you know, we've got, you know, we do have another. Uh, Good veteran in, in Miles Turner, but um, we these are all just good pieces around. They all seem like you know guys that 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 you know the the fans and the the front office want in Indiana. You know everybody seems like a you know quality character, and like I said, you know you add add, add Bruce Brown, uh, you know coming from a championship team. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if they overachieved this year. And I'm, you know, I, I want, I, you know, look, we talk, we talk every year. We talk about this for the nuggets and, and, and all these other teams that, you know, you don't just show up in the finals. You know, right. you, you, you get run through the ringer over several years and, yeah. Um, it
1: takes a long and so, time to get there. For sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I mean, obviously super early, but you know, you talk about like, I expect this team to make the playoffs. Like, that would be a disappointment for me, very much so, if they did not make the playoffs this year. Uh, do, you, do you want to injuries. get out of the
1: play-in? Do you do you feel like we have to be the six seed? Yeah, of or... course. I mean, yeah. Could I mean, I don't. I mean, I.
0: I guess nine or ten. Yeah, I mean, having you know, getting getting, you know, four, or five. I guess was it six, seven, eight? No, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. Yeah. Or the so play-in. if you're
1: the six seed, you don't have to go to the play-in. Right. So, so you I mean, want to be I'm four, or five, the, or six? What do you want to do?
0: Preferably, yeah. Oh, I mean, the players uh, well, you know, for a, suckers. There's in a Miami. chance
1: here. Uh, you know, the, the <laughs> Bruce Brown signing is similar to the Byron Scott signing, right? Uh, back in the early 90s, right? He came in with championship uh, yeah. pedigree. He gave everybody confidence. He could speak in Reggie Miller's ear and be like, you got this and uh suddenly we went from a team that always lost in the first round of the playoffs to a team that went to the Eastern Conference finals and it changed the trajectory of our team. I don't expect us to overachieve that much but it could we were a 6 seed that year, you know? If you want to get a 6 seed maybe, you know?
0: I think we got that plus all this, you know, we have just a a a plethora of young talent that we're everybody's excited about. You know, the the you know including Halliburton, but all the the draft picks from the last couple of years, Matherin, um, and, um, you know, all the re- recent draft picks uh, have been, you know, something to get excited about at different times, you know. So, and those guys got, they got seasoned last year. They got burned. So, you know, now they're going to come in with just more time under their belts than, than some of these other guys, and... You know, it'll pay dividends at some point. Anything else about uh, the Summer League game? The singular game? uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. there'll be a lot more coming. want to dig into? Uh,
2: I was just going to say, we've had four games, I believe, guaranteed. And then they do the uh, semifinals and final. Um, Or no, maybe it's just a championship game. Uh, So the Pacers play again Monday, July 10th. Uh at 830, that game's on NBA T V Canada. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> uh maybe it's on NBA TV. I think it's on NBA TV. No, no. Mm-hmm. And NBA TV Canada. Yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then they play on Wednesday, July twelfth, at where'd they go? Seven thirty, also on NBA TV. And Friday, NBA. the fourteenth, six thirty p.m. Pacers, Mavs on NBA TV. Mm. Okay. So, check them out. Absolutely. Yeah, fine. get
1: some. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many more games uh, Nimhard and Mathron will play, uh, but I think Walker is going to get some burn, and the other uh, first round pick, Shepard, um, who definitely was in the crunch time. Um, minutes uh, of game one. Um, you know, showed some effort on defense. Uh, didn't get a lot of shots off. So I expect his, you know, uh, the focus on him to go up as we maybe start resting some of our starters. We'll see.
0: Yeah. All right. I want to move on quickly to my stat of the week.
1: Stat of the week.
0: This week I got a bunch of numbers for you, and no,
1: this doesn't sound like the proper style of the week then.
0: <laughs> well, the numbers aren't what caught my. Actually, one of the numbers is what caught my eye. But, um, but you know, in a lot of articles, you know, it's it's there's numbers in there. It's just uh, you got to dig deep. Well, the number one number that I'm talking about here is uh, the number eighty. And it's the uh, the number... That's the number of millions of dollars that Greg Popovich will be making over yeah. his five-year contract. What? That he signed at, at age 74 years old.
1: He's got so another five-year the, contract?
0: So he did, yeah. He so found the Wimbenyama Fountain of Youth. I mean, <laughs> like... So, so the Spurs, I think, in a... Uh, you know, got it's the easiest of easy decisions. Re-signed the winningest coach in NBA history for five more years, and uh, they, you know, of course, yeah, Yama's just getting started. And the thing I thought was interesting about the the so it was a little bit interesting about the contract. It doesn't it doesn't specify a job. So he is the coach and he is uh, the president of basketball operations. So he's certainly involved in, um, you know, play like, you know, uh, recruiting and and signing players. He, you know, does that uh, with the GM and the owner ownership. Um, But I think the wording, at least in the, you know, what came out to the, you know, to the press was um, it leaves space for him to say, hey, if he wants to step back and, and, you know, maybe just keep the the president uh, role, you know, he could uh, uh, step back at some point during that con, you know, they don't have to change the contract. He can just change roles and, and uh, you know, let the, the new, the new coach, you know, get situated uh, while he's still guiding there. So,
1: so you're saying like after three years of women, if they don't, if they haven't won a championship and they try to fire him, they, instead of firing them they could just say hey we'll move you to the front office sort of thing
0: yeah or they may have pre-negotiated that and say hey let's, let's let's take a crack at it I mean look like you know I think there's been there's some articles recently you know everyone's everyone's super excited about women but even you know most of these guys that have most of these like big you know Hall of Fame impact players they didn't win their first titles till years. Five, six, seven—you right. know—it's it, not usually right away. Unless you're, and if it was, up. well, if if it is, it's because you got another Hall of Famer next to you. Sure, that helps. You know, so right. I mean, though, that wasn't Timmy's team. That wasn't Kobe's team. Um, they had other guys to, to help out. Right. So, but a couple, hey, you know, naysayer, Colson, let's let's throw out some more numbers here. Yeah. Pop has won thirteen hundred and sixty six games, and he wins nearly sixty five percent of them overall. And for from nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and seventeen, he won fifty games a season, except for the uh, lockout shortened uh, years. And but his
1: teams were on pace for fifty those years as well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, they were, but yeah, they just didn't play that as many games right. this year. So, oh, and the last thing here is this is uh, uh, Monty Williams was the last big contract, and he was the highest paid coach, uh, but it was a $78.5 So, Pop got him up, went up to him just by a little bit.
1: So many numbers. I guess Jeff. it is. So many numbers. Shout out, Pop.
0: Yeah. Well, he'll be under contract till he's 79 years old, making that money. Yeah, no
2: doubt. (laughs) All
0: right, one last thing I want to talk about this show was there's an announcement that came out yesterday, and it's about the in season tournament. This has Mm -hmm. been, there's been discussions for years about this, and, and you know, more so. I think really since COVID, there was just some discussion about shaking things up a little bit, uh, with, with some more specificity, and the uh, you know the play-in is, is part of that, and you know now we got the NBA Cup, which is the you know what you're playing for is the NBA Cup. Coulson, you know I certainly have my my thoughts and feelings about this, but uh, why don't you run us through what this thing actually is?
1: Yeah, so. Um... Basically, they've decided to do, I don't know, a soccer style, I guess, uh, cup. Uh, You know, you guys know more about soccer, but they do a bunch of different tournaments all during the season, right?
0: Wish you wouldn't wave your hand so much when you talk about soccer, but sure. Yeah,
1: soccer. People love the soccer. Yeah, Uh, The the football. (laughs) Um, So so what we're going to do here is uh, we have... um, you know 15 teams in the west 15 teams in the east and those are going to be broken up into uh six different brackets so uh five team groups uh and what they're going to do is they're going to take the previous season so your top five teams will go in one bucket your middle five teams will go in another bucket and your bottom five teams will go in another bucket on each conference and then they'll mix those up so um You know, a top team will go in, and then a middle group will go in, and then a bottom group will go in, and they make up um, three different five team units, okay, which will change every year based on the the previous season's records, okay? And then those teams play each other in a round robin, robin tournament, but it's not really a tournament. It's basically regular season games that will happen on Tuesdays and Fridays. In November. Yep. <laughs> so make sure you pay attention to basketball on Tuesdays and Fridays in November. If your team wins enough games in that round robin tournament, you will get the uh, uh, a free pass to go to the next round. Um, and so the top winner of each bracket
0: will go to the next round. And then losers got to pay. Losers got to pay to get to the next round. Cash money.
1: <laughs> and then the there will be a fourth team that's the wild card on each side of the conference that had the best record of the 15 teams. Um, so now you'll that have didn't four qualify. Yeah, that didn't qualify. Yeah. So now you have four teams on both sides of the bracket, and those teams will play a single elimination tournament. Again, all of these are regular season games, but we're also making it a tournament. Um, And as you go through this bracket, if you get to the final four, you are no longer playing teams uh, during the regular season. I mean, you still are, but they send you to Vegas and there is a semifinal or a final four. um, And uh, whoever wins that will go to the championship game. And that championship game will actually not count as a regular season game. It's the only game that doesn't count as a regular season game. If you win that, you get the NBA Cup. Uh, Adam Silver says that starting traditions is hard and it's always, you know, going to be ridiculed and it's corny and all this stuff. But years from now, we're all going to appreciate uh, this in, in-season tournament. Um, I'm not sure why he's so concerned because if the Pacers win this fricking NBA cup, I will be so fricking jazzed. <laughs> like I am all in on this. I know it's weird and it's stupid. And it happens on Tuesdays and Fridays and I might forget what day it is. And there's a lot of stuff to put in here. I'm not sure why. I, I don't know, but I know that if my team gets all the way through this bracket and wins an NBA cup, that means nothing. I want to hang a banner in my fricking rafters.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Jason, what do, you, what do you think about this? Do you, do you think I it's think weird it's, and stupid, think, as Coulson says?
2: I mean, it's definitely weird, but I, I think it's a non-threatening way to drum up interest in the league before Christmas, which is basically a problem that the league has, right? Nobody starts paying attention to the NBA before Christmas. And they managed to sort of thread the needle of making it an extra thing, but also making it the same thing. Like, it's still regular season, but these games have a little bit more importance, which is kind of cool. <clears throat> and they balanced it such that, like, um, the details of this are a little murky to me, but so, right, so you have your your eight teams that advance out of group play. The remaining 22 teams still will sort of play each other for two... Each of those teams will play two more games against one another, Um to sort of make the, so that I think everybody's still going to end up with 82 regular season yes, games. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly we will still Although I'm confused 82. as to what happens to, so the teams that lose in the first round of the, of the quarter, the teams that lose in the quarterfinals must play one another, I guess, or yeah, something I like think, that? So, yeah. And, I, and the teams that lose in the semifinal must play, play one
1: another?
2: Yeah. Or like, Mike. Yeah.
1: I,
0: well, my I guess is understand, so. My guess is with the with those you're already gonna play the like you're already playing those teams at a minimum two times a year anyway, and it's early enough in the season that you could just say, Hey, well, we already got the game with that that uh, other team like out of the way. Well the East and the West right. and just... only
1: play in the game that doesn't count.
0: Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah.
2: Right. So
1: everything right. else is inter right. conference. The
2: idea is play. that will be in conference. Although for the yeah. t- of amongst the twenty two that don't make the eight, there's an odd number of teams, so there will have to be in in each conference. So there will have to be at least one interconference, two interconference games, but no team will play two of those. And blah blah blah, it gets all complicated. But it yeah. it'll end up working out that everybody gets f- still forty one home and forty one away somehow. I believe so. Yeah. The people get and, paid
1: more to do math than I do, which is nice. Yeah. Good job. The other thing that was confusing
2: to me was the quarterfinals. It seemed like were hosted and maybe I read this wrong, by the top-seeded
1: team. no, that is true.
2: Okay, that's kind of cool. So that's an extra juice. This is why the owners went along with it, basically, I guess. Because it's it's a little bit extra gate money for that host. But it's... Does it just mean the higher seed hosts that game? Yeah, the higher seed. And so it's not as if both quarterfinal games in the Eastern Conference will be, like, say... Philly has the top seed. They they'll know who the top seed
1: is going into that thing already based on the seeding they created from the previous season. Or
0: is it the record for the record? From I the mean after year? they
2: get to the after they get out of group play and then into the quarterfinal. Right. Like they'll have seeds there but it was kind of weird worded weirdly. I mean but that
1: means they're going to have to just play in the matter. back end somehow. They also said that they would make sure that um no game that was happening during the tournament would be on the second night of a back-to-back but it might be on the first night of a back-to-back like there's sure. a ton of stuff they're gonna have to do but whatever
2: yeah exactly again once again people that get paid yeah hopefully a, a fair amount of money we'll figure this out
0: i i like this i think it's you know i've been pushing for this i was I, I, there's a couple things that i'm uh you know, I, I'm a little bit bums. You know, so one of the things about like the other, like the European, the soccer style cups is it's a true knockout tournament for the country, for all of the teams in, in the t- in the pyramid. So whether you're the local, you know, the local teams, it, you know, you get to, to join the same tournament that the professional teams do. And if you keep winning, you keep playing. And that's a big part of the fun of those tournaments is that every once in a while you've got you know some of the bigger teams are going to get a bye past the first couple rounds if it's big enough tournament but you know you get you know you get your FC Barcelona's playing you know the the team with you know 2,000 seats in their stadium they play the away game and you know it's a it's a it's they still got to win that matchup you know and it's fun and the thing is like the unlike many of well so baseball could do it but the NFL could not really, but basketball has several other places, like other leagues, you know, they have their own, you know, the G league and they have all these other developmental leagues. Um, It would be fun to expand that out and say, Hey, and I guess there's a little bit of a conflict, but like, hey, you've got, you know, I want to see the Maddians in this thing, and I want to go see, you know, yeah. I want to go see them play, you know, I want to go see these other well, teams go.
1: No, and I'm with you, and you know, and I, it could potentially become that. I mean, I think this is this is just a toe in the pool right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think what you're talking about it could still be accomplished with the idea of, let's say the Charlotte Hornets are playing the, you know. Denver Nuggets for the NBA Cup. Like, how how crazy would that be, right? I mean, like, all you got to do is have a team catch fire. And then a a, a fan base that doesn't have much to root for in the regular season and can suddenly be excited about, you know, their their lowly team, you know, playing well in this tournament and playing against the Phoenix Suns or uh, Denver Nuggets or something like that.
0: Well, and that was, I sort of alluded to this earlier, but then having the depth of those... You know, I know this is a definitely a big thing for the for the European soccer teams that are competing in multiple competitions. You've got your, so you're just regular domestic league. You've got um, the Cups, and then you've got, you know, if you're good enough, you're in in the European leagues. Um, you have all these different competitions, and, and having the depth on those teams to to be, you kind of have to, you know, if you're a smaller team, you got to kind of pick and choose. Because, you know, we can say, hey, we're going to focus on this one. We're going to have our best players play in this one and not burn them out. Um, but, you know, having the depth to say, yeah, like a team, like, you know, the Pacers who has not won anything in a long time, Hey, maybe we're going to, you know, it's early in the season. Maybe we're going to have our guys go out and, you know, we're going to play our, our, our top tier guys where, you know, if you're playing the nuggets or, you know, another contender team that, that doesn't care as much, they're like, Hey, we're going to get our. You know, we're gonna let maybe we maybe the Pacers treat it treat it like a playoff game, right? And where the, the Lakers are
1: resting LeBron or something.
0: The Lakers say, "Hey, I don't care about this. Right. It's some game in November, and you know, we get some hardware because we were able to to win you know to win the competition." You know,
2: right? But well, I mean, I think as it's starting up, I think it was smart of the league to keep it as a part of the regular season so that those teams, you know, the 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 Nuggets and the Bucks or whatever are incentivized to bring all their guys still win right yeah and still win because it will increase competitive level it's not necessarily in the group play but in the quarterfinal rounds like what i think what the nba wants is you know most of those teams that make the quarterfinals to be the top teams so that you're getting really good competition um and excitement around the cup or whatever. But also don't At they least want... in these first few years as well. They're yeah, but also but also
1: idea. I think a Cinderella run would also be equally good for them, you know? Right. That's
2: because why I, that's why are. I said most. I yeah. think they want most of those to you know. Sure. And then one or two lower seated, quote unquote lower seated teams. Right. Or whatever to be. The other to thing
0: too, which we did not mention is that there are there are cash, you know, cash prizes for you get the, the team gets the cup, but Every player on the winning team gets five hundred thousand dollars. Teams on the losing team get two hundred thousand dollars. And there's also, uh, you know, cash prizes for everybody on at least
1: the final four. If
0: you make it out of the at least if you make it, I think even out of the group, you get something. So yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's so much money. Yeah, I don't
1: really need to root for (laughs) players making money, but. but I also get why. Well, but they, they
2: need to be, especially if, when you get to the championship game.
1: They need to be incentivized. No, to play I get it, and I, I also get why they didn't attach it to something like, you know, home court advantage in the finals or something like They, they could have yeah, attached all this it to stuff something.
0: is up for discussion. Yeah, you know.
1: and and you know maybe that'll be what it becomes. But I, I get it. this is how it starts. Uh, again, I, I do agree with Silver, which is when you start something. Uh, When you start a tradition, it's going to feel awkward at first and it's going to be weird. But um, I I think this is fun. I mean, why not, right? It doesn't change anything except there's one extra game before Christmas. And it's for a cup that doesn't really mean anything. But that's kind of fun. And then it's Christmas and people start paying attention, you know?
0: Yeah. And those players, you know, if you're going to... You know, I, I think... I, I like the European ones they, they're all it's separate competitions. there's no you know there's no du- dual purpose games but um, but you know I just a big conversation over the last several years in particular for for the NBA is that, that that the players have been just playing too many games you know load management is there and and I think that you can like like you said they, you know there, there's only one extra game and it's only if you go to the finals and if you do, you got a couple hundred thousand dollars for it, you know, so
1: or half a million dollars. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, or at a minimum you got 200k, so. Yeah.
1: Well, um so basically November 3rd. So so af- basically after the first couple weeks of the season, this thing already begins. So we need to be uh as as analysts and as fans just uh hyper on this. November 3rd is the first first uh, night of this uh group play.
0: Well, I think that should bring us uh, to the end appreciate everybody hanging out with us having a good time and talking there's a lot of pacer stuff going on I, you know i think that soon the uh things will things will calm down a little bit it'll be more summer off season um after the summer league's over but but until then there's definitely definitely stuff to talk about uh,
1: I I feel great about this though. Is it? I mean, do you guys yeah. also? I mean, I, I feel like you guys are as excited as I am, or, or maybe not. I'm i I just I'm thrilled Definitely. by how this offseason is going. Like, I mean, you know, I think that the decisions that Pritchard made based on you know the signings, the, the trade, the draft, um, I feel like it's been an almost flawless offseason for us. Um, you know, and yeah, we didn't get a big fish, but. I, again, I go back to your point, Jason. Like we paid our big fish and let him be in charge, and and uh, you know let this team be built around Halliburton. And if we're doing that, I think we've done this flawlessly. This has been a fantastic off season so far.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, so far so good. No no complaints with uh, you know the the front office. I think everything's everything's looking good. So which that makes me nervous. That, <laughs>
1: right, that's not normally true for us. I don't no, no, no.
0: Well, good, good. Well, until next time, you can hit us up on the social medias. Hey, you guys signed up for the, the threads yet? Colson, you don't know what this is, do you? No, what that <laughs> is a thing. No, the. the, the In uh, the world the, by Stiller. The, 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 the Facebook folks, Facebook slash Instagram, the Meta folks have uh, released their. It's a t- Twitter like, uh, old Twitter like. Um, new new product, and uh, yeah, people seem to like it, and you know it's.
1: Well, Twitter's it's, uh, Twitter's dead, right? So we can't even use Twitter
0: anymore. Seems to be struggling a little bit. So.
1: I mean, if we're off Twitter, Twitter's dead.
0: <laughs> we're still on it. It just we we can't automatically post there anymore because uh, they took away all that functionality. Boo. Anyway.
1: Let's, let's do the functionality with thread then.
0: Maybe. Maybe we will. Okay. If they allow it. Yeah, I'll look into it. Please do. Good call. Thank you. Thanks for running our our, uh, our social media. I'm the, I'm the social tech media guy, con- right? consultant who's just learning of the the new thing. I had no idea this is taking the world by it. store. Yeah, I'm excited. Nine. I'm well aware. <clears throat> well, for the time being, we're on Twitter at undebeatables. We are on Facebook.com slash the Undebeatables. Our website is theunderbeatables.com. There's also a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. And good old-fashioned email. Shoutout at theunderbeatables.com.
1: For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always coach, Bobby suck Leonard. Turn out the lights, the party is over. Turn out the lights, the party is over. Turn out the lights. The party is, is, is over.
0: Ah! Wow. Oh! Last one snuck <laughs> Nice.
1: <up. laughs> Scared the dog. <laughs> I was
2: hoping you would whip out a ukulele. <laughs> I was outside. thinking about it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, no, that was the, yeah. the vibe but, uh, I was getting. But
0: that was great
2: as well. So
0: I'll take it. Uh. What? You know one thing I'm looking at the our group. We've got the 76ers, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pistons. That's a tough group. We can I mean
1: I mean Sixers with no Harden. Pfft. Cavs are kind of tough. I think uh I think we're in a Hawks pretty good spot. Wish, I don't know. Are they even going to have Trey Young anymore? I don't know.
0: Who knows? Anyway, I think we got a shot at this.
1: Look, I'm serious. I'm ready to hang the cup from the rafters. I don't think that's what you do with those,
0: but all right.
2: I think we should. Yeah, and put a banner in a display case.
1: <laughs> Perfect. If you want to get a six seed, maybe, you know.